Good morning. It's Iowimala, and uh, it's Sunday, January 17th. It's a snowy, snowy day outside, and I think I hear some snow plows, so we might have a little noise, and if we do, that's what it is. I'm using today, I wanted to read something from this little booklet that, it's a little book, uh, written back written a long time ago, but it's called Peace and Kindness. I've, I've read from it before. And this is just a beautiful, very short, uh, just part of one of the essays that I wanted to read because it's called Reflections on Metta. It was written by Ajahn Sumedho, who I think is now 86. And if you want to listen to him, he's... Uh, he has uh, talks on YouTube that are very recent and are really very good. He's so easy to listen to. So Sumedho is S-U-M-E-D-H-O, and he is Ajahn, which is the, a term that is like uh, he's uh, an American monk, but he's been in the Thai tradition. He was one of Ajahn Chah's first students. And... He's at, uh, I think, I'm not sure, he, he is in different places, but his most recent YouTubes are, are really interesting. If you just go to YouTube and, go and search for his name, you'll see those talks coming up. But I've read several things from this book, which has been in my library forever, and I find them really useful. And this is Reflections on Metta. Now, almost everybody watching or listening, you know, we you've been practicing metta probably for years, or even if you're new to it, you've probably been seeing uh, loving-kindness practice and metta practice coming up, not just here uh, or at Blue Lotus Temple, but everywhere, and lots of... Uh, Lots of people are using loving-kindness in their practice just to be sending out. Metta helps us radiate out the quality of goodwill and loving-kindness. So this, I'm just going, I'm not going to read the whole essay. Like I said, I'll just read two pages. But reflections on metta, and I think it's really good to reflect on this practice because it can become very... Um, it can become mundane. It can become almost like a ritual for us because we go through, we're probably used to a certain pattern um, where we start with ourselves and send it out and send it out further and further uh, away from us and radiate it out. But sometimes we may not be thinking so much about what we're actually, what we're actually experiencing and why it's important for us and why it's a skillful training for us. So, Reflections on Metta. I'll read this and then we can sit a bit. When we use the reflective capacity, we can see the way things are, even in the most ordinary things. If we forget and get caught up in our desires and fears, we don't really notice the obvious. We're just caught up in a world of our own creation. Things can be wonderful on a conditioned plane sometimes, but if we're too lost in fear or desire, 
We're not even aware of it. I see that in many people. Everything's perfectly all right, nothing wrong, but they're completely caught in a mood, lost in some kind of desire or fear. So they're not aware anymore, not mindful of the way things are. They're lost in proliferations which they create. Because our tendency is to do this, we need to keep reminding ourselves, establishing mindfulness around the way things are right now. Reflection allows us to see that all our hopes and fears for the future are merely what they are in the present. They're perceptions that go through the mind. They're not anything to give any great importance to. Some things seem more significant than others, but that's just the way it is. It's not anything we need to grasp. So our way is always being fully with the way it is now, with the body the way it is now, with the world the way it is now, the mood, the conditions of the mind, to know them as they are now, for what they are. Anger is just anger. It's no longer a person. It's just what it is. If there's anger in the present, then it's just that. In your meditation, as you feel calm and your mind starts feeling very peaceful and serene, then maybe nasty thoughts or angry, irritable thoughts enter your mind. And of course, in contrast to the more exalted feelings that one might be having, these are not wanted, are they? Especially if you've been abiding in rather peaceful and serene mental states, then these rather selfish, unkind, irritable, unpleasant thoughts are unwanted. <clears throat> Excuse me. But reflection means that we see them as just what they are, whether it's an exalted thought, some lovely altruistic thought, or some selfish petty thought. When we reflect on it, it's just what it is. It arises and it ceases. So we can bear with the pettiness and the irritations. We can be patient and reflect on it rather than suppress it or react to it. As we begin to understand the mind more and more and abide in the purity of being in the present, we can feel a kind of goodwill or metta towards all creatures. I like this word goodwill because metta is a very positive radiance of mind where you're radiating goodwill outwards. You're wishing people well and what is good. It's a generous act, a giving forth, willing that which is good towards people. We have this power to will things, don't we? We have the willpower. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have the willpower. And this can be used as a radiance from the mind, from the heart, toward all beings when our life isn't a reaction anymore to pleasure and pain, when it's not conditioned by indulgence and suppression, then we find we can use our willpower not for any personal gain, but for the welfare of all others. 
compassion. The radiant heart radiates outwards because there's no personal interest in it anymore. It's all-encompassing. It goes towards everything, the whole rather than just... It goes towards everything, the whole rather than just a selfish interest. It's like praying, isn't it? Willing good, the best and the kindest, the finest, the most beautiful wishes and feelings to those we feel gratitude towards. If we want to offer something to those that we feel grateful to, then metta is radiating from our hearts, a radiating, a radiant quality. The universe is energy. The sun is energy, and it radiates. It's a radiant star that is a focal point for our solar system. The sun itself is a symbol of this for us. Its its warmth, its brilliance, its radiant quality is what keeps things alive and growing. And if the sun would, would go out, it would all fall apart. But when we're introverted into selfish desires and fears, then of course we have no radiance. We turn sallow. Our faces go flat. We become masks of desire and fear because selfishness means the radiant quality can't get out anymore. It's all locked up in miserable states of selfish desire and fear. You notice that selfish people, people who are caught into their desires, have no radiant quality to them. They have more of a repelling quality than an attractive one. Then he talks about going into London. This is when they lived out in the country in an old, um, kind of an old, big estate. In the way they try to make them attractive for lustful reasons or for ego reinforcement. And that looks gross, doesn't it? When you see the true radiance of the heart, then that other thing is quite repulsive because it's a mask. It's low. It's not truly generous. It's still coming from the self-view. As a spiritually developing being, one has to really contemplate in one's own life how to develop the right relationship with people, with one's parents and relatives, friends, and with society. This includes the willingness to forgive wrongs done, the willingness to completely let go, even though emotionally these these things still might be painful. We accept the pain. With the heart now, we're willing to suffer. Accept this unpleasant feeling in the heart. We learn how to bear with that, how to even welcome it. So it's no longer something that we dread or resent, but something that we fully accept and embrace. So then on the conventional level of mother and father, husband, wife, children, friends, enemies, all this, we practice metta. We can radiate this quite intentionally in the sense of actually sitting and concentrating at the heart to radiate outwards goodwill, good thoughts.
This isn't clinical Buddhism. This is a practice, a devotional practice from the heart rather than from the intellect. But we need both. One doesn't cancel out the other. Sometimes in religion, we tend to think that either it's all love or it's all wisdom. God is love. Everything is love. The way is love. That's the heart form of religious experience. And then the way of wisdom. That can seem like impersonal, cold-hearted analysis of the mind, and we feel a sense of loss in regard to the intuitive feelings of love, compassion. But remember that we're transcending. We're not attaching to love and compassion as ends in themselves, nor to wisdom. It's the way of non-attachment, so that both are valid practices. If you have just a practice of love and compassion alone, without wisdom, there's no way of understanding things as they are. You're merely merely developing a way of loving radiance. So when it comes to being able to explain or to fully understand the truth of the way it is, you don't know it. All you can do is practice your devotions, and that often tends towards a sliding back into superstition, rites, and rituals. If it's not combined with wisdom, it becomes merely a series of rituals and rites, and one starts feeling guilty if one isn't praying every day or radiating metta throughout the universe. All these can become very fixed in the mind if you haven't developed wisdom to understand the nature of the mind. But then wisdom without love, if we're just looking analytically, then we can understand everything theoretically, but on the level of feeling we're repressed. We don't have a radiance. We don't have a radiance. We just have a brilliant, brilliant understanding. You can figure it all out and come up with some really impressive theories, insights even, but on the level of everyday life. We can't live in an abstract world. So I'll quit there because it's. I'll I'll read the rest. I'll uh, read the rest on Tuesday. This is. I need my little bookmark. This is wonderful. Um, I love what he says. Just about that. What we need. That we need both. Right. We need the wisdom. We need that analytical mind, and we need that loving radiance and that uh, radiating goodwill. But if we lose one, we will we can slide into uh, having an intellectual understanding, but no heart understanding. And if we only have the intuitive heart part that we can slide back into rites and rituals. That's really a good way of thinking about it, where we feel like we have to do certain rituals every day or we're not a good person, but we don't have a deeper understanding. So we'll read more of this. I, I, I just think it's a beautiful, a beautiful reflection on metta practice in our lives. So we don't have much time left, but let's... I'd like to read my wish and then we can sit. We'll do just a 
very uh, truncated metta practice then. This is my wish, and it's from our chanting book, and it's also, these are the, these are a, uh, a more modern interpretation of some of the words of Shanti Dewa from the eighth or ninth century, and he t- wrote a book about the way of called the Way of the Bodhisattva. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost the way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant for all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. So now just let your body relax and whatever posture you're in, feel grounded, feel your spine uplifted, but work with your body. There are so many different postures that can be good for different uh, issues in our body. We don't need to force our bodies into something uncomfortable and um, intimidating. We just need to be grounded and feel that spine lifting up to that just allows you to feel more comfortable and it also allows your lungs to be able to get more air into them, deeper into them just with natural breath, not having to force our breathing. Be aware of the body breathing. No special breath, just your natural breath. With each breath in, you can breathe in energy. With each breath out, you can release energy. Just keep letting go. Relax. Stay awake unless you're trying to get ready for sleep. Stay awake, stay aware. Be aware of your environment. See if you can just remain aware without getting distracted by sounds or smells or sights. Not distracted by any feeling of uh, comfort of your skin or the discomfort of contact. 
let everything, all those sense doors remain open. We do close our eyes to help to give us a little bit of a break from visual distraction. But you can meditate with your eyes open as well. But we want to be aware and yet not chasing after everything. Just be aware. Even let those thoughts keep coming through your head, but no need to feed them with your attention. Let them come, but then let them go. Don't get caught up in your thoughts. Just let your attention stay with your breath right now. And now with metta practice, friendliness, goodwill practice, we began with ourselves, sending these good thoughts, this goodwill, this friendliness to ourselves, developing that quality within ourselves, friendliness to ourselves, compassion and goodwill towards ourselves. More and more we understand how that quality is needed by others as well. So we begin with ourselves. May I be well. May I be content. May I know true happiness. May I live in peace. Then we can move out. Think of your loved ones, your family members, your good friends who are your extended family. All of the people you have in your thoughts, whether you are near them or they're far away. May all my loved ones be free from suffering and its causes. May they all be well. May they be feeling safe in this world. May they be content. May they know true happiness. May they live in peace.
then we move out further, further away from that, really that comfort zone of the things we know well. So we may think of, uh, I like to think of a neighborhood or a community that you can see that you're part of. But it's a big enough community or a sangha that you don't know everyone in the group. There may be some of your loved ones and very close friends. There may be family members. But in this community, there may be acquaintances, just people you know when you pass them in the street or down the hall. But they're really strangers to you. So think of your community and then think of the strangers and the acquaintances who you really don't know. You haven't really formed any uh, viewpoints about them just from what you see when you see their face. But send the same thoughts of loving kindness and metta, this feeling of goodwill to these strangers in your life. So acquaintances that we only know by some kind of uh, facial recognition or membership recognition, but they really remain strangers to us. They haven't become friends yet. May my stranger be well and feel safe. May my stranger be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May my stranger be content and know true happiness. May my stranger live in peace. We want to feel that connection we have. It's just as strong a connection to someone we don't know who's another human being. But we feel that connection that we have with all beings. Now we can even extend this out to difficult people in our lives. Although when we work with our difficult people or challenging people, we may not have to move out. We may move, move closer to home. Sometimes it might be yourself. Sometimes it might be a loved one. Sometimes this can be someone who's hurt us in the past or we've hurt in the past. Or it can be someone that has just irritated us recently. So pick a difficult, challenging person and send metta to this person. 
recognizing that this is another human being just like you, doing the best that person can. May my difficult person be well and feel safe. May they be content. May they know true happiness. May they live in peace. Let's recognize that we're probably all someone else's difficult person. from time to time, if not all the time. So recognize that our difficult people, our challenging people need the same compassion and the same loving kindness, the same metta that we all need. And then we keep radiating this quality out from us in all directions. So we're just like a big ball of light and energy radiating out this quality of goodwill towards all living beings, human beings, non-human beings, beings we can see and beings invisible to us, beings who are dying, beings who are being born. Be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Be free from fear and worry and anxiety. Free from hunger and thirst and the extremes of the weather. free from disease. May all beings be able to take care of themselves or be taken care of with love and kindness. And may all living beings be able to have peace within and without. Thank you. You can keep sitting. And my time with you is up, but keep sitting. Our metta practice can then just lead into mindfulness practice, or you can stay with metta practice. Stay with loving kindness, or just become aware of the body breathing, and stay with the body. Thank you so much for being with me, being such an important part of my practice. Have a beautiful day.